Hi, welcome to the Songwriter Diaries. This is a podcast all about picking the brain of every songwriter that you know. So grab a glass of wine and join us. My name is Megan Ellsworth. My co-host is Caroline Stump. This is the Songwriter Diaries. We're all depressed, so let's write a song about it. Welcome to the Songwriter Diaries. We're so excited to have you on. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. Um, why don't you just start out by introducing yourselves and telling us just a little bit about you guys. Introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm Anna <Antibal. laughs> Um, yeah, we're, this is Jeffrey Martin. I'm Anna Tibble. We've, oh, sorry, I'm Jeffrey Martin. We both are songwriters. We both live in Portland, Oregon, and yeah, have just been pl- writing and playing and touring around for a while and we're just home people right now through this pandemic but... no. for, for, you, how did you start touring starting this music thing um, how long have you been touring I've been touring maybe eight years I started out as a fiddle player playing with with bands around Portland and then I started writing songs a little bit after that and that felt just like way different to me and just really addicting and intoxicating and I just wanted to do only that and so I did only that for the next until now and (laughs) yeah just kind of slowly chipped away at it and figured it out little by little and waited tables in the spaces yeah what about you Jeffrey (laughs) I had a what's the word um uh like a i was gonna, what's circuitous mean circuitous what's mm. that mean? oh like a roundabout way yeah oh yeah getting to i was i don't know when i was i'm 35 now and i started really writing songs when i was like 22 maybe 23 and uh but never but never really considered it as like a thing i could actually do to I don't know, like pay the bills and st- and stuff. So mm. I was always doing other stuff. I was uh, I was doing construction for a long time, and then I was a teacher for a while, and then uh, around 2000. I mean, I'd been like touring and stuff, doing short short stuff um, for a while. But I think 2015 or 16, I stopped teaching and working other stuff, and just been doing this full time since that. And, and somehow it's worked <laughs> so far. Um, we'll see what happens this year, but uh, but yeah, it's going good. It's going. Good. I grew up. I grew up in the church. That's my music. Like kind of. I, my dad was a pastor when I was growing up, and so I hacked away the guitar sometimes at church or sang songs. Nice. And then I love it. That. How did you two meet and start your music career together? We met at Mississippi Pizza. A oh, little, in Portland. A pizza joint here in Portland. <laughs> and I was playing a show uh, about eight years ago. No, more than that now. Yeah, maybe like ten years ago, nine years ago. Yeah. Uh, I was playing a show there, and a, a mutual friend of ours brought Anna to the show. And we met, and then we went back to his, his garage afterwards and just kind of swapped songs, and, and that was it. Well, not really. 
But that was the beginning <laughs> of it, and then we just kind of we just kept playing music together for like next couple years. We didn't start. We didn't like get together for a little while after that. But yeah, and we've never been musically connected in like a project since like we've never like been a duo or written made together. albums together or written songs together even we don't even co-write we just... yeah we've done a lot of touring together and just sort of i always feel like we we're starting out at a really similar time and we sort of figured it out together over the years of oh like what is booking how do i do that let's yeah. book a tour and what is like making an album or you know doing all that stuff we've we've kind of like done do it yourself all the way through and kind of gone through those phases similarly which always feels really nice yeah that's sweet i've always um loved how you guys book tours together just as solo artists and just how you collaborate and support one another on those tours it's really cool i feel like it's i don't know i feel like it's kind of rare to see two like solo artists like go on a tour together um yeah. and they're not and they're not like a duo or yeah it's a band. hard like it's hard for bookers and venues to <laughs> oh yeah it's a battle constantly because they're always like so you're a duo right or like, <laughs> so we should bill it as a duo and it's like no just imagine that you know, two musicians are on tour together and yeah, <laughs> sharing yeah. a show. Yeah, yeah. I and wish I wish we could together. do it more often. Yeah, I like it, I like it too. Though I like the format. It makes yeah. it makes for like um, like obviously we have a lot of uh like crossover similar like, people you know, who come out to shows. Yeah, like people that like my music will probably like Anna's and vice versa, and like so it makes it good in that way. But yeah, yeah. it seems to fit really well together but it I mean I like a show where it's you're getting into word land with with both artists but there's you know like he he has like a deep dark voice and and I have like my female voice and that's like different enough that I think you you feel like you're hearing something really different even though it fits fits well together except for when yeah. he uses his female voice and then it gets weird <laughs> yeah then it doesn't work <laughs> then the whole work. balance is off yeah. <laughs> yeah. um what do you guys' songwriting processes look like mine is changing a lot i feel like actually um this with this year just because i've been since we've been not able to tour yeah I've had a lot of time to like be in my head and just think about what uh i don't know like not that i was ever doing music for the wrong reasons but i think i was at a a pace before before everything shut down that i just wanted to like i always was thinking about what leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next and just like keeping that going and i was thinking six or eight months out and and i realized that it really uh, started to affect my songwriting, just the energy I would put into it, or the, or like, I wouldn't allow myself to sit in that mind space for long periods of time. And now that I'm unable to, to even be booking shows, I feel like I can stay in that weird kind of reclusive space that I need to be in for like weeks on end now. 
Yeah. Um, even if, even if I have to go do real person things during the day, I can still kind of stay up in my head and, um, but that, I, I don't know, maybe that's always how it's been for me. I just, I need a lot of time to write and a lot of space, uh, so I can just kind of chip away at things. I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I think you're a lot more intentional in your writing mm -hmm. than I am like a, like you. Like I have, I don't know, 15 songs I'm writing right now, maybe. Really? Yeah, and they just yeah. all kind of like keep, mm -hmm. I keep chipping away at them all and I, and I don't, I don't really have a plan. I don't like, but I feel like you get like obsessed with a song and then you just like, <laughs> <laughs> keep going until that song either self-destructs or becomes the greatest song you've ever written. <laughs> I, feel, I think we're both really solitary writers for sure. Like even like that we're in this little shack right now that Jeffrey built. We live, we live sort of in like a studio apartment situation together and, and neither of us can write like that, but it's always been it's always worked out because one or the other is on tour and, and you have the place to yourself. But Jeffrey finished building this little shack right outside right when the pandemic started. And I think it's been like the best thing because we both really need to be completely alone when, and just like get so weird in your head and sing the same word over and over and over again. And yeah, I don't know. I really, I think the writing is is the thing to me and I it's really like small silver lining of this time is getting to step away from all the stuff that I work uh, of making a tour happen and function and you know all the renting of cars and plane tickets and booking shows and promoting shows and all the things that kind of go into that which are great and but to be able to like just be in your writer mind for a while and step totally away from social media and all that stuff is really just like reminds me of when you very first start to write and there's no reason you're doing it you just feel so compelled and it feels so like some kind of beautiful drug to to be able to work out what you see around you in your heart and it and you don't even think in your head I'm making this for anything or for somebody to hear it just feels good and you can't stop doing it I think this time has has been like a return to that a little bit of just there's so much going on in the world that makes me really grateful to have songwriting to be able to like whether or not these songs that I've written lately are going to be heard on a record eventually it just feels good to have a way to work it all out kind of and express some of this stuff that I don't know I think I like that part of it the best yeah I think your the present moment comes into your songs more immediately than mine hmm. like I find myself writing about idea like I things are like if, if 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 something in a song can be traced back to my life it's usually like something that happened a year ago or more mm. and I, don't, I don't know why that is but I have a really like hard time using like whatever's happening in the present and putting it into a song 
need some like space from it or something. Yeah, it needs to percolate mm. in there for a little while. Maybe yeah, like a crock pot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a crock pot. <laughs> How do you write like a crock pot? So this question kind of ties into the previous one, but where do you typically get your inspiration from um, when you are songwriting? I think just everything all the time. It seems like, like every once in a while I get into this really dark place and I feel really uninspired and like, oh, there's nothing, there's nothing to write or, or like I need a, I need to live more, to be able to write more. And, and then it's just like every single thing you go through or that you see around you and you see other people going through, like that's all, I don't know, I just think all the inspiration that I build up that ends up coming out in songs is is just the world and whatever like small interactions you have with people and how you watch people around you and their lives unfolding and their struggles and it just seems like on a good day I feel like that stuff is endless and then on a bad day I just want to stare at a wall and like watch shitty TV and like none of it inspires me but it's just it seems like <laughs> I think uh, I, I forget, like in that same thought like I forget that the most meaningful stuff is found in the in the most like mundane like mm -hmm. it's just and then I hear like a lot of times I'll hear someone else's song or hear a song that you were working on and it's like they've crafted this like really vivid poignant song about you know it's just an image or it's just like someone's day-to-day -day life or something some story it's not like fantastical or anything and then I realized that like that I was like searching outside of that for inspiration when I should really just be quietly observing kind of this the stuff that happens because that's the stuff that most affects us anyways is the you know people I don't know just struggling in their day-to-day -day, or me struggling or me navigating like whatever it is and I'm always surprised like sometimes I'll write a song that feels uh, insignificant or like a kind of like it's not like a throwaway song but just kind of like well this isn't whatever it's just it's just a song like and then nothing epic happens yeah and then it. somebody else like that's usually the song that most people latch on to yeah. because it's like oh like it's or it applies to you know so many people's experience of life and yeah. I don't know where I'd find inspiration though. I don't know. I don't know. So it's like an awful never ending roller coaster of like <laughs> I'm like I'm like in a good place and like oh, I'll I'll never stop writing songs and they just keep getting better and better and I love this and like everything's just beautiful and then the next day I wake up and nothing has changed except I just don't believe in myself at all anymore <laughs> and I don't think wow, yeah. anything ever again and and, and I don't yeah. even bother reading books anymore because what does it matter? Like, <laughs> oh, that's so dark. Yeah. I like yeah. somehow creep my way back out of that and start caring again. And I wish yeah. I could figure out 
how to stay only in the good place. But I, th mm -hmm. I think I'm learning now that it's like, as much as it sucks to have those weeks of like, I'm never going to write a song again. They are the, th that's the time that like, you're you have up. to go through, you just have to, and mm -hmm. like subconsciously you're still observing life and you're still going through shit that you're going to write about. Yeah. Yeah. I That's when stuff's going in the crock pot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's so relatable and something many songwriters go through of like just the inner critic gets to you and then you don't want to write anymore and just the self-loathing and it's yeah. honest and hard, but it's true of like trying to get through that to the other side and to keep being creative despite yeah those hard times is difficult yeah, yeah. especially right now because sometimes i'm if i'm in a space where i can't write at least i can go play a show and like and a lot of times that'll like shake me out of whatever bullshit i'm in and, yeah mm -hmm. yeah virtual That's shows really don't really do point. that for me <laughs> usually yeah yeah virtual shows are hard it's a hard platform it's not the same interaction and energy that you yeah, get yeah. yeah i think yeah. it's gonna make people so I, I think there's gonna be this like huge love explosion when for like listeners and performers when people get to gather again and it's just such like an intimate human thing to share that space and i don't know yeah i love that i love explosion we do. You do? Yeah. Tell us how you yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're putting you on the spotlight. <laughs> but, but I am really curious. I'm, I'm, yeah. One thing I'm super curious about with co-writing is like, um, all I feel like the one thing that all musicians I've ever met have in common is that um, our egos are more exposed than we would like. Like they're always in check and they're always something to be like, you know, either, either you're, you, I don't know. I just feel like we all have very, like, that's part of being vulnerable with what stuff you're creating is that you, you're putting your ego on the line in some ways. And like, do you guys have a way of saying like the ego doesn't enter this space at all and you just can freely throw stuff at the wall? and laugh yeah. about it when it's terrible oh yeah for sure we definitely when we're co-writing it's definitely the type of interaction where i'll say something and the line is obviously not good <laughs> and caroline will just be like nope moving on, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah i That's think great. i it's easy to co-write with megan because we are so close that I find it easier to be just honest with mm -hmm. that person, which I know some people feel a different way of like, well, mm -hmm. this person, I actually care about their feelings. Um, and I do care about Megan's feelings, but when it comes <laughs> to songwriting, it's just, I think also we found, we don't really, when we co-write come with ideas to like mm. the co-writing session, like we don't come yeah. with a song ready to share. It's oh, like, yeah. we're fully creating together so it's less of here's my baby that I'm going to let you look at and mold into what you want. It's we're gonna this <laughs> this metaphor is not going well. Baby. We're gonna make a baby together. <laughs> but 
like <laughs> making the song together from like the ground up i find is helpful um mm-hmm. but moving to nashville is terrifying because this is the co-writing town right yeah. and megan is really the only person I've, I've co-written with a few other people that it's been successful but um recently megan's been the only person that i've co-written with that i'm like oh this song is actually not shit so we can like (laughs) use it and here it's just like an everyday thing like an everyday practice of people getting together with some people they've met some people they're acquaintances with some people they've never met before um and going in so i've been asking them the same questions and some of them bring in ideas to the session some of them are more acting as the like like moderator almost of ideas of like saying what's good and what's not um and like what works together and what doesn't um so i think advice for ego i have no idea but i think maybe just leaving don't like bring something to a session that you are not ready to get ripped apart (laughs) like um just because it is so vulnerable i mean that's probably good to do whether you're writing alone or with somebody you know yeah yeah a lot of times i'll i'll realize i've been holding on to a line or a word or a idea in a song that is undermining the whole song and right and the only reason i'm holding on to it is because i like how it i don't know feels coming out of my mouth or something it's like (laughs) yeah can't let go of the grapes and drapes line or something yeah what a rhyme yeah i get that way with lines or or um a certain melody that i really love um i just they become so precious to me and the thought of pulling them out of the song just makes me want to like rip the whole song up all together um and so i find with when i'm co-writing with my band also um it's hard to bring those kind of lines into a co-writing atmosphere because not everyone's going to be like, yes, that's the greatest line ever. And if someone is, if someone else is like, Oh, let's not use that. I'm just like, my world is shattered. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God, you don't like this dumb line. What are you saying? (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) Uh, I guess our next question uh, has a bit to do with mental health, as that is one of um, kind of our core pillars of the podcast. Um, How do you take care of your inner creative um, and what practices do you do to nourish your songwriting? How do you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Most, I actually have uh, like some pretty set things that, and I've also started going, uh, seeing a counselor during this pandemic, which is something I've never done. And I've always thought, like, oh, man, that should be just available to everybody. And everybody does it as much as they, you know, go in to see the doctor or the dentist or whatever. <laughs> Both of which we haven't done in, like, a decade. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I walk a lot. I That's, like, to me, that really shakes things loose and also like gets I always think motion like walking or driving kind of sets your mind in motion but but it's also something that you're doing so you're not um 
you're not like fixated on producing something you're just out in the world and you're kind of watching watching things go by and watching people and I like that and yeah and then just reading 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 I just feel like I can map out when I love the act of writing and it like directly always correlates with how many words that I love that I'm taking in you know if I'm just eating up all sorts of authors and songwriters that I love then I feel like I have a like a library in my head to to draw from all these different colors and words and characters and worlds and and I feel like when I'm not doing that I can I can feel my songs like like the lens narrows and I don't have as many places to to grasp from that that just come out naturally it just seems like that gets whittled down until I'm left only with like the word yellow and the word lady or something <laughs> and, and I just keep using those words over and over again and getting frustrated oh, yes, the yellow lady <laughs> trick <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, <yes. laughs> I just feel like my songs are they get narrow or something in this way that it seems like the more words I take in, the the wider that lens can get. Those are my those are my ways. Hmm. Therapy and those are not. Novels. Well, those are my ways, too, to some extent. But uh, I don't. Um, really, recently, I think in the last couple months, I've been realizing, in a way that I haven't before, that there's a at least for me, there's a huge connection between confidence and creativity. Hmm. And if I'm not feeling confident in who I am, even even outside of the realm of music, then I don't feel bold about what I'm going to write or what I'm going to create. Hmm. But but on the days that I'm feeling like a healthy sense of like pride and uh, excitement about what I can create, then I feel like the, there's just no I don't approach it with boundaries and then hmm. and then whatever I end up creating is just fine you know if I if I listen back to it the next day or some voice memo or something and it's terrible then I can just laugh about it and and can give it another go but um th yeah there's there's I don't know how to, how to put it into words but I think there's some like connection for me between uh like like i'm i'm doing a lot of construction work right now and a lot of the times i'll just come home at the end of the day and i'm exhausted and i don't want to turn on my brain anymore i don't want to write i don't want to do it so i just want to like watch the british baking show and get stoned and like not use my head at all wow yes oh i can and, relate and it's it's so relieving to do that but i've realize now that like to do it to like go to that place too often or to like check out too often in that way it, it my confidence takes a hit because I'm not like producing anything that that gives me any sense of like pride or ownership of what I've made it's just this like kind of I don't know and so like yeah I do need to be reading and stuff I need to like keep my head in like a, a the world of words and like that thing that happens when you're using your mind to like create these whole landscapes mm -hmm. and stuff but uh i don't know i just need to 
maintain the confidence that like what I'm creating is is worth creating whether whether I get to go on tour again or not and uh, that's hard I think but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah I really appreciate that sentiment of um, the, the last thing you said is what I'm creating is worth creating that that ooh, that hit me a little I like that's that's mm-hmm. I think really important for um not even just songwriters, but all creative people, especially during this time, need to hear, even if people aren't consuming what we're making right. in the same regular way. Yeah. It's still yeah. worth making it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to... I th- we talk about this a lot, actually, because so much... For both of us, so much of writing... The writing process is just, like wandering through your mind and wandering through the world and kind of like observing and storing things up and sometimes that can make you feel like ah like purposeless or like you're not doing anything concrete that's like i am not giving shots to small children what? You know, or like something that you go to work and you're like, oh, you're oh man, like I did. Wait, there. you don't yeah, do that every day? What? Put <laughs> it together. Uh, shots, I shots. mean, I try, but they just, <laughs> they run. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's like you don't, you don't come home at the end of the day and be like, oh yeah, I did, I did good at my work today. I did a good thing and people were directly mm-hmm. affected and yeah. I yeah. think it's, but like, accepting accepting that part of your work is taking in the world and then also part of your work is writing really bad songs because you have to write a lot to to like be a writer and like write things that end up affecting people and affecting you and and not everything you write is going to be the thing that I don't know what that is like. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeffrey, that's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so far, everything I've written has been the thing. So. <laughs> I wrote another thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess we, we talk a lot about how just like slowly making the work of... Uh, slowly accepting that it's okay that that the work of being a songwriter doesn't always look as directly work-like as, yeah. mm-hmm. as other yeah. jobs do, and it can really get you down on, like, what am I even doing with my life? And It's weird yeah. to, like, we, mm-hmm. especially in this society, you know, if you're, a, if you're a self-employed artist of any type, then you are, in every way, every minute of your day is, is outside of conventional life. And so you... Mm-hmm. You're like that person walking around the neighborhood at one in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Um, All your neighbors are like, "Do they even work?" Yeah, or yeah, or just it's and then that's a weird thing I didn't know I would have to confront is like the the burden of if you're if you're stepping outside of convention, then that comes with like this. At least for me, it comes with this like kind of in innate. Like, I want to defend myself mm-hmm. all the time, especially to my family. Mm-hmm. In some ways, like, I want my dad to think I'm doing good, good, real things. And I want my sister to think I have a job. And, like, and I, I believe I do, but it's hard to, 
I mean, both of us have been asked by people multiple times, friends and family, whatever, like, you know, so what is your, so what does a day look like? Like, what do you actually, are mm-hmm. you just sitting, sitting there with a guitar, you know? And <laughs> it just doesn't and seem, I mean, when you're inside of the world of music and you're booking tours and you're doing all the stuff, you understand really quickly that the, the amount of work you're doing is totally equivalent to anything else you would be doing. It's just structured mm-hmm. so differently. So, yeah, you know, you might do like three months of really hard, long days of work to get a series of tours lined up and then you're gone, you know, out playing mm-hmm. shows and like, it's just a weird, yeah, yeah a weird thing to like, I don't know, like just accept that, yes, this is a real thing for me, even if people don't understand how it works or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I always think I was like when I'm feeling a little bit bad about, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I should just go get a job at Subway and <laughs> whatever. So I, go I to always, Subway all the time if you worked there. I always have this thought <laughs> that like if I had a kid right now, and my kid was old enough to be considering like what they wanted to do. I would want nothing more than for them to have the amount of freedom I have to like figure out what they want to do, you know, whether, no matter what it looked like and if they were doing music or whatever else, I don't care. But like, it's such a huge gift to just have the, the mental, emotional freedom to like explore always yourself and your, and life around you and everything. And yeah, for the last four thing. months mm-hmm. or, whatever three months I've been doing construction more than I've done in years and I I just totally forgot like what it's like to be drywalling for you know eight hours and then to come home and it just Mm -hmm. it just it's made me like it's renewed my gratitude for being able to piece together a life in music a little bit yeah yeah oh Man. We can just get that vaccine rolled out. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll give shots to kids. Yeah. <laughs> give shots to children. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel that, especially in the current, like, climate. I mean, I have, like, a nine-to-five job, but it's still in the music industry. And yeah. I'm like, does this really matter? Because there are people dying. And, you know, people, like getting killed by the police and here I am just you know working in the music industry and trying to realize that like that's still important and people need to hear music right now and people need to hear like our voices and then there's this quote and I'm gonna butcher it and I have no idea who said it but it's something along the lines of it's okay if you only take care of one person in your life and it's okay if that person is yourself Mm -hmm. um and just like realizing that like everything you're doing is enough and is plenty and just being okay with where we're at right now. So, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good reminder. It's mm. the, not the one, but one of the really great things about doing these shows we do on Sundays is that we've been able to get a lot of feedback from people that we wouldn't have, I don't feel like we would have gotten otherwise. Like, like what's people, happening in their world. Yeah. And, and people have been like compelled to write and just email and, tell us their own thoughts and it's just been a really big boost to like see that uh like both of us feel the same way sometimes that like is this does this matter is this helping people's lives is it like something worth doing and 
And I th it is. People, you know, it means a lot to people to be carried through a moment with a song that means a lot to them or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So that gets to our last question. Our hard-hitting question of the evening. <laughs> Why do you write songs? I don't know. Good answer. I, know, uh, <laughs> I, I think I only write songs because I haven't found anything else that helps me make sense of things in the way that that does. So mm -hmm. if I did, if I found uh, that uh, marble sculpture work helped me make sense of myself and myself in the world more than songwriting, I would very quickly stop writing songs. <laughs> really, I would. I have no attachment to it outside of that uh, yeah. thing. And it's, you know, it's obviously nice when a song I write gets attention from people or helps me earn a little money or something but there are much better ways to make money in the world than than folk songs and uh, mm. yeah wait really what, what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> i think songwriting like i don't think i've ever knew how to connect to the world and connect to people and, and communicate something that that felt like it landed with anybody else and until I started writing songs and to me that is like it's taught me so much about connecting in other ways outside of songwriting and just grown grown my kind of wonder at the world in a in a way that that just feels like a good a good way to live to me uh, just just to like be always watching and be always giving people the chance to unfold in front of you and and like think of them as songs and think of the world as a song and and just to like be open to it in this way that I that I just don't think I'd found and this this songwriting just kind of showed it to me and I yeah I think that's I just come back to it again and again it's this like only thing I've found that is connective in that way have you ever given a shot to a baby <laughs> I've given a shot to an orange oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, what if it was, what if you gave a shot to a baby and you're like, holy hell. Yeah, oh, I'm oh. connecting. <laughs> I'm connecting. <laughs> Find more babies. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You guys are a hoot. <laughs> We've just been alone for a while. <laughs> I know. I feel like everyone just like the second they start socializing in any capacity, it's just like this yeah. giddiness, yeah. <laughs> excitement of like there are other people yeah. out in the world. Is there any um, live music at all happening in Nashville? Right yeah, I don't really think people here care anymore. <laughs> I think. There are a lot of people like doing writer's rounds um, 
that's pretty much the typical thing with the i don't know if you guys know what a writer's round is yeah like they'll have like the four people on the stage and just go down um there's like people in the audience i think so i'm not going because i don't trust anyone (laughs) so um i think there are some people going it's like I think still opening, but Nashville is in the third stage of reopening okay. things. Um, I don't know if that's going to last at all. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think music is still happening. Is it um, same in Denver, Megan? Kinda? Yeah, kind of. I definitely have seen some small shows going on here and there, but actually, really, I haven't seen many at all um just a pretty small handful uh lots of kind of alternative show options like Mm -hmm. backyard shows with like like family pods like and people still wearing masks and being socially distant and um like some farmers markets but um people still wearing masks while they perform and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, it's such a weird time that we are experiencing right now. Yeah, the only show that I have been to in an indoor venue was in Denver, and it was like a maximum of 50 tickets sold, Hmm. Um, and all the performers wore masks, except for the singer was behind a like plexiglass screen, Um, and... That one felt fine because it was all people that, since it was so small, it was basically, like, my best friend and his family that were there, like, kind of taking up the audience. And, um, but, yeah, it was crazy. And the venue got very angry at people for, like, moving from tables to table because it was, it was earlier on, too, and not now. And, yeah, and, like, they were really trying to be safe, but I don't, I don't think people in Nashville are attempting the same capacity mm. yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Dang, yeah. someday we'll all be making music together again yeah, yeah. it'll yeah. be an explosion yeah <laughs> i definitely will never like take for granted oh you totally mm-hmm. a live show again i don't yeah. think yeah. yeah i don't think i'll ever like the day before a show like the day of a show be like because you know sometimes you just Sometimes you're just not in the right headspace and you're thinking, ugh, I don't really want to do this tonight. Like, I'm tired. I just want to sit on the couch and watch Great British Bake Off. (laughs) And, you know, and so I don't think I'll really ever do that ever again because it's been too long. Yeah. 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 Crazy world. It's come to that time um, to usher the episode out in song of a song called black umbrella that is new it's going to be on a new album that is going to come out sometime in the winter hopefully and yeah i've I've been liking playing lately send you this song called the garden that's a new song Uh, um that i'm 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 uh a couple months ago, I had I was like I, I do this thing a lot where I I'll like walk and I'll listen to all of my voice memos and I just have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of song starts and and I noticed that I, a lot of the songs I've been working on have garden imagery in them for some reason or the word garden at least 
so I think I'm accidentally making a like a concept album about gardens. Ooh. Uh, I love how you just did that accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Your self-conscious is telling you something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of those one of those ones I'll send you called the garden. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Wow, thank you guys so much for chatting with us. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, thank thank, thank you. you. For this yeah. is great. It's great to talk to humans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Musical humans. Yeah. Yes. Safe and hopefully we'll see you guys in real life sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Also, your dog is so well behaved this entire time. It's, it's really calm when it's raining outside for some reason. Oh. <laughs> it's not really well behaved. Yeah. But... yeah. <laughs> you know? Under a black umbrella, you were keeping to yourself. And the rain came down like diamonds on the sidewalk where you stood. Another lonely town across the endless Bible Belt. Nothing big enough for headlines ever happened here until today. Looking like a stranger in your older brother's coat You were watching from the corner As the day slowly unfolded A ringing bell against the door of Frank's savings and loan And you saw it all, the teller ducking down the gun explode You were frozen there in place One man slumped on the counter While the other filled a pillowcase And suddenly your feet were running rain All in your face Across the street the ringing bell The door, the engine roared You called for help You tried to stop the bleeding And sirens on the boulevard A rush of blue motion Like a wave came on Their weapons drawn The teller's soul just leaving And hands over your head They said and you tried to tell the truth the pillowcase, the getaway, the car, the blood in you In your older brother's coat, your stocking hat and worn out shoes But to them you were just some punk kid cracked out and skipping school and anger like a freighter pulling punches in your head And you tried to push your way all the uniforms and the dead man But they pulled you to the ground Your face pressed on the wet cement Like an 
confusion Raining glass like diamonds loose And you were on your feet again And then a bullet danced right through you And the ground came up like some great flood And then you were not moving Thank you. 